Yes, Lord, we just want to see you high and lifted up this morning, Lord. We give you the highest praise, God. Open our hearts to see you, Lord. See what you want to do in us and through us. So open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open, open, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. See you high.
wanna see you, Lord. We wanna see you, Lord. We wanna see you, Lord. As we sing holy, holy, holy. We want to see. Jesus, the King that frees us. 
And God, as we give you praise in this place today, we think of the goodness and the mercies that you've poured out on us. We think in this place, Lord God, that you are making a way for us. Jesus, you said, behold, I make all things new. And Lord, in this place today, we look to you as the giver, as the author of our salvation and of our lives. Pour yourself into us. We receive your grace today. And as you're watching from home, I pray, just receive the grace of God poured from the throne in this beautiful day. And say, Lord, make me a vessel to receive. Make me a vessel to give your grace, your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Now surrender 
I trust that today it's a special time that you could uh, join us and you could enjoy this time with us. We really appreciate you uh, logging in and being part of our services this morning. I would like to just uh, connect with you today around the word of God. And I think that it's so crucial in, in the time that we find ourselves, the season of the year, for example, um, after so much up and downs and the things that are happening. And after preparing the message and taking some time, I have really felt that um, I want to share something that is relevant to the time that we find ourselves. Last week, we were talking about a season and a time we need to set aside so we can rest. And I clearly felt that this Sunday, the great thing that we need to talk about is around thankfulness, having gratitude. What are we grateful for? And so I would like to read with you in Luke chapter 17, we're going to read from verse 11 all the way to verse 19. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. I'll be reading from the NIV version. And this is what it says. Jesus heals 10 men with leprosy. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet 
and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, where not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I want to thank you that your truth, Lord, in the word remains consistent. It remains the same. It's our choice and in our hearts in how we approach that truth, Lord, in how we respond to it, Lord. It's the way that helps us to move forward, to grow in you. As we look at your word, Lord, this morning, I ask, Father, Lord, may you imprint it in our hearts. May you write it, Father, so that it never leaves and it stays as part of who we are. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. My title this morning is, What Are You Grateful For? What are you grateful for? We've just read the story of 10 men who had leprosy. Now we need to understand a little bit about the history at that time. When you had leprosy, and it doesn't necessarily mean like leprosy, like we understand it uh, medically this day and age. This leprosy was anything that had to do with the skin infection or, or boils or anything that was like on your skin. The Bible would give it a general thing around leprosy. And this term was used for everything in the New Testament, even though it was other infectious disease, skin disease, and you know things like chickenpox would be considered to be like a leprosy. But we only know this now. But then these people were separated. They were always supposed to be in their own separate place. They will stay far away from everybody else because of their contagious, their skin infection and their skin diseases would be contagious. And so when they were screaming and they were, they, they, they were far from Jesus and they saw Jesus, they started to scream and saying, Jesus, Master, you know, <laughs> have mercy on us. You know, if you, if you can just say something, perhaps we can get healed. Perhaps something in our context of, of this leprosy and this skin diseases that we have, perhaps that can change. And so now Jesus is doing this and he, he's not even saying, wait for me or I'll come close to you or come over here. He doesn't do that. He, he honors that, that process, that, that rule about leprosy, about people that were not supposed to be with others because of their skin conditions. And so Jesus sends a word and he, he says, go and, and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were walking, the Bible says that they were cleansed, meaning that they were completely healed. And this one man who's a Samaritan, the Bible highlights this aspect, says this man who was a Samaritan came back running and he fell at Jesus' feet and he thanked Jesus for the healing. This story, Jesus says, isn't it that nine other people that had leprosy were also healed? Why only one person? Jesus even goes further and says, why only this foreigner, this person who's not a Jew? Why is he coming? And he's the only one who's saying, thank you. And this is so important because we can easily move into our daily routines and daily lives and think that everything that we have, all that we are, all that God has created in this world, we can easily take it for granted. And when we do that, something of contempt grows within us. 
contempt towards all these things and we take advantage of these things because we are not grateful. It's easy to just, you know, worry about something or to think it's not up to scratch. And you think, ah, I, I don't need to, I don't need to be grateful for this thing. But this word, this word this morning is saying to us, we must remember to be grateful. Jesus himself, he was grateful, isn't it? Jesus, every single time you would find him either with the Lord in a separate place, praying, and in other times you would find that he is praying for food, <laughs> he's praying for the, for, the, for the fish and for the bread and it multiplies and he lifts it up and he say, he gives thanks. And I, I actually, actually really do think that Jesus was one of the key examples of just praying before we eat. I think we, we take that from him in many aspects because in the Old Testament we see bits and pieces, but, but here Jesus makes it so clear to give thanks before he eats. And so, in the word of God, we are encouraged to be grateful. My question in the beginning was, what are you grateful for? What is the one thing that you can say, God, I'm grateful for this thing? In a 18 months of just chaos, turmoil, total disaster and quagmire, in all that, what is it that you can find to be grateful for before God? The fact that you are watching this, I believe God has something to say to you this morning. Perhaps to search your heart and to ask him to search into your heart to say, Lord, help me. Perhaps I have looked and I've seen only what is wrong. I have looked around and all I see is just negativity. I looked around and I saw distress. I, I looked within and I was totally depressed. But perhaps there's a call from the Lord this morning to look to him and find peace, find hope, find a place in your heart to be grateful for something. And so I would like to highlight from this portion of scripture four main things that I would like to share with you. And the first one is this. Gratitude is an attitude of the heart. Gratitude is an attitude of the heart. What do I mean by an attitude of the heart? It means it's the way that you choose to respond to life. To everyday life, you choose to respond to things that are happening around you and you, you choose to say, God, even when this thing didn't go so well, I would like to be grateful that even in the midst of all this, help me to find something I can be grateful for. And so when we, we choose the attitude of, of saying thank you, we choose this so that we can acknowledge that God is the giver of life. He's the one who gave us every single thing. Think about when you were a child or, or when you were busy growing, your or even for your own children, if you've got children, or even when you're just observing and you don't have children and you're not married, even when you're observing, you always hear parents teaching their kids. When they give them, when they give them something and they just take it, they go, uh-uh, what do you say when you take it? Thank you. <laughs> That's what they normally would say if you want to give a child something. You want to say, hey, here's something, and they want something and say, no, 
what do you say? Thank you. And, and, and when they come to you and they say, uh, mom, daddy, or auntie, or grandma, what, what, can, 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 I, can, I, can I have that? Can I have a yogurt, for example? And then you say, no. What do you say? You say the password is please, please. So we teach our kids to say please. We teach our children to say thank you. Why? We teach them that it will become second nature. Once they are, they've grown and they're adults, it becomes the way that they do life. They have please and they have thank you. And so it becomes an attitude, the way that they choose every single day to do life, to say please and to say thank you. And I think that there is something about the attitude of our hearts when it comes to gratitude. That, that God encourages us that this is who we must be. Think of this Samaritan who came and fell at Jesus' feet. What is his attitude? His attitude is an attitude that is full of thankfulness. Thankfulness before the Lord. And Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. And he goes and his faith has changed his life. Something about him will never be the same. And so gratitude is an attitude of the heart. When things go wrong around us, we don't find what is the worst we can complain or cry out about or be negative about. We, we choose the attitude that says, I want to be grateful. I want to be grateful before the Lord because all that, is, that I have, all that I am is because of him. In First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 18, it tells us that we must be grateful and we must give thanks in all circumstances. And this is the will of God and it's the will of Christ in you. Now we are encouraged that in all circumstances, it has to do with an attitude of the heart. In the book of Proverbs, it says that the heart itself is the wellspring of life. God, your heart. Why? Because from the heart, that's where we choose. Are we going to live as grateful people or are we going to live as negative people who are always looking for what is not going well, who always want to just hoard life's good things only? But life does happen, isn't it? Things don't go all, all the time well. It's not in all circumstances that I will be able to say I'm grateful. But in circumstances that God has been so good, in all the times where the Lord has been good, would you be grateful to him? Would you choose and make it your heart's attitude towards him in gratitude? Let us praise the Lord, Psalm 100 verse 4. Let us enter his gates with thanksgiving, with praises on our lips. Let us give thanks to the Lord. The psalmist writes those words. What is he saying? He's saying that let the attitude, our body languages, let them be body languages that give gratitude to God. And so this morning, what are you grateful for? Is your heart full of gratitude before the Lord? Is the attitude of your heart before the Lord full of gratitude. Gratitude is an 
attitude to more of what God has for you. And it's an attitude that says, God, I recognize I need to be thankful more. I need to look to you. I need to, I need to not allow things to distract my focus so I can be grateful to you. To you. And so the first one is exactly that. The gratitude is an attitude of the heart. The second point I would like to raise this morning is this. Gratitude is an access to more. Gratitude is an access to more. More what? Because gratitude opens an opportunity that we can get more of what we ask for. We don't get more of what we are not grateful for. We don't get more of what we don't like or then don't take care of. We get more of what we, what we get more of what we, we receive because of our hearts are full of gratitude. Think about it. When a child comes and they ask for a packet of chips or yogurt or a fruit, whatever that they ask of you, and they are saying, thank you, dad. Thank you so much for buying this for me. Thank you for doing that for me. Thank you for getting me here. Thank you for so many other things that you would have done for them. It doesn't that win your heart and you feel like, yes, I can do more for my child. I can do more for my precious young child or whether they are old, I can do more. When somebody at work, for example, when, when you've done a favor and you've helped them with a project, you, you don't make them to say thank you or you make them to say please. But when they come and they say thank you, next time it will be easier for them to help you, isn't it? And the same here is that because of gratitude, we get access to more, to more of what God has for us when we are grateful we get more of it. Jesus, when he prayed, for example, for those two loaves and, and five fish, when he prayed for that and it multiplied, it was from a, a heart. It was from the fact that he was grateful for the little that he had. And sometimes we feel if we have little, we, we have really nothing to be grateful for. I would like to encourage you. Maybe it's not that little for others. Maybe it's little for you, but for others, it's a lot. Perhaps it's also a test to see, will you be grateful with what you already have? Would you take care of what God has already given you? The word of God encourages us that there's so much that you know, we are full of in terms of God's blessing, God's thoughts every single time. It's towards us. It's towards us acknowledging his presence in every aspect of our lives. And when we are grateful, we get, we get access to more of what God has for us. And so gratitude gives us an access to more. And I want to encourage you, continue in your heart to look, what is it that God has blessed you with? What is it that God has given you with? You've been able to come so far in the last 18 months, surely there is something to be grateful for. I am so reminded of a scripture in Philippians chapter 
4, verse 6 to 7. It says these words, Do not worry about anything. Instead, in this time, instead, pray about everything and give your thanks to God. And I want to encourage you, do not be in a place where you are worried. Instead, pray about everything. Thank God for what he has done and give him thanks to what he has done for you. And so this is, this is vital for us because worry can sideline us, can, can put this thing away from us. And, and yet God is saying there is access to more, to more of me, to more what I have for you. But do not be found as a prisoner of hopelessness. Become a prisoner of hope in God, knowing that through all things, he will work them all out for the good because he loves you. He loves me. And I want to encourage you, be in a place where you allow God to give you access to more. And that happens when we are full of gratitude. Point number three that I would like to highlight. I've spoken about gratitude being able to be a, a, a thing where it's in our hearts. It's an attitude that we live out every day and it gives us access to more of what God has for us. And the third one is this. Gratitude is an action of appreciation to God and men. Gratitude is an it's an action of appreciation toward God and men. And what does this mean? It means that when we continue to say we are grateful, it's not just a lip service. Gratefulness or having gratitude, it's something that we do. It's like love. It's a, it's a verb. It's an action. It's something that we show. You can't say you love somebody, but you never show in any way, you just say, oh, no, I love you. Um, I know <laughs> if I only said that to my wife, I love you, and I never did anything about it, she would wonder how. I don't think this guy is serious. I have to show action, you know. Um, you know, get some flowers, take her out, write a note, send her a message, um, spend time with her. The same with my children, the same with my, my friends. So gratitude is the same. Gratitude requires an action, an action that shows what? Appreciation to both God and man. And so in this, the man didn't just scream from a distance, far away from Jesus while he's walking away and he sees himself cleansed. He didn't scream and say, uh, Jesus, I'm healed. I'm fine. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> he didn't do that. He he came and he ran and he fell at Jesus' feet and and he said said he gave he praised thank you he he praised and he was grateful because it was an action of appreciation. What action of appreciation have you done recently for somebody that has shown you something that has done something? I'm saying it's for God and man. You can't say no, but I'm I only thank God, but. 
but with people that you live with every single day, you haven't shown any action of appreciation. I want to encourage you in this time. We are going towards Christmas. La, 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 la. We are going towards Christmas. And in that time, it's an opportunity to say thank you to somebody. Maybe an opportunity. Maybe the Lord prompts you in your heart to say, who can I say thank you to? Who is one person that I can show an action of appreciation to? And I think it's so crucial and it's so important in this time that we do not take it lightly to be full of action, of appreciation to somebody else. I'm reminded again about how Jesus in John chapter 11, verse, one, verse 41 to 42, Jesus is now at the scene where he's in front of the tomb where Lazarus was buried. And Jesus, the Bible says that he looked up and he said, Father, thank you that you've heard me. Thank you that you always hear me. And today I am going to do this so that the crowd here can believe that you have sent me. Why is Jesus saying this? And just after that, the Bible says that he screamed and he said, come out of Lazarus. And Lazarus came out of the tomb. Jesus was making it before men and before God that he is grateful that his father hears him, that his father always hears him. Your father, God, our savior, Jesus himself, he hears you. He hears you, but may it be prayers of praise, prayers of gratitude also, but also for others around you. May it be actions of appreciation towards them. May you live a life of gratitude. May we live a life of, of gratitude, including myself. I want to live a life full of gratitude, gratitude towards others that I work with, others that I live with, others that I interact with every single day. Is your life full of gratitude? This time, it's a message of encouragement, but also invitation and challenge to say, can you be more grateful? What are you grateful for? The fourth point I would like to raise from this message is this. Gratitude is an avid from complaining. The word avid means it's a, you, you turn away, you, you go away, you move away from complaining. People who are always complaining, I can tell you from experience, maybe you have a different one, but from my personal experience, people who are not grateful, who are unthankful, they complain a lot, and they cry about everything. And everything is not perfect. Everything is not going well. Their sky is falling every single time, and they are full of negativity. But people who are grateful are full of grace. They are full of life. They are full of kindness. They are generous. They look out for the well-being of others because they are grateful. And so when you are grateful before God and you're grateful before others and you're grateful in your, in your daily life and in your daily routine, you will find that complaining gets to be far and far and far away from you because 
you're living a lifestyle of gratitude. And so the word of God invites you and I that we must come to a place where we look every single day for an opportunity to be grateful for something. What are you grateful for? What am I grateful for? And so I thought maybe for this time around, we can do something practical together. I've thought of how we can make it more, more easy for everybody to, to look at something. You know, sometimes you think of only your, your family or you think of only your, your workplace and whatever that you, that you are interacting with every single day. But I wanted to give it a bit of a structure so that all of us can find in this structure something that we can be grateful for. And before we go on to that, those points, I want to highlight something around the fact that last, last week I, I woke up, I was supposed to, to go to the Sunday service, and I was supposed to be able to read my Bible and, and share the scriptures. Normally I would use my, my mobile phone to do, to do the reading of the scripture, and when I, when I got there, I realized that my phone is off, the battery is off. I thought that I left it in the charger and it was charging, but it wasn't charging because we had load shedding from 12 o'clock up until six o'clock and they couldn't, apparently the guys, they couldn't lift up the power and, and it kept tripping. And so I wasn't aware that my phone was not charged the, the whole time. And that whole time I wasn't also aware that at another place, at another church where I was supposed to go and also preach in, in the Headfield campus, I didn't know that they are all looking for me, trying to send me messages to tell me what's going on. My wife is also looking for me. I didn't know this because my phone was totally off and I had to go and preach. Luckily, and I had a, my, I have my other cell phone, my prepaid cell phone, but I could quickly just get a message and I could read. And when I only got home, when I could charge my phone, only then I could see all these messages, and I tell you, I was so frustrated. <laughs> I was so upset because I've missed so many key things that I was supposed to know about before I went to, to, to preach at, the, at another service. And I, I thought of just how bad it is that we don't have power. I thought of how you know, bad it is that this, you know, this, these people, they're not taking care of of the infrastructure that they're supposed to, the people who are supposed to do the work. Oh, I started going like crazy in my head. And I felt right there in the midst of that, I felt the Lord saying, what are you really complaining about? What are you really going on about? What is this that you are running out about? Isn't it maybe a time to pray? Isn't it maybe a time to um, be encouraged in the, in the word? Isn't, what are you going on about this? Such pity, such a pity thing. It's, you didn't stop anything. What are you, what are you going on about? Aren't you supposed to rather be grateful that you, you travel safe from one church to another? Aren't you supposed to be grateful that you, you, you could share God's word with, with his people, that you could, you could pray with others, that you could do the work? Aren't you grateful for something? other than this one thing, that your phone is not charged. And this is where really this message for me, they hit me, that I have to find opportunities to be grateful, opportunities that will help me to avert complaining habit, to avoid this complaining habit that, that keeps on 
getting to me when something doesn't go according to my plan. And I was so bothered, but God helped me again. And he spoke to me in this message before, before I could even share, share it, that it, it touches me first, that I must learn to complain less, to be less negative. I must look for an opportunity to be grateful. And so I would like to encourage you that even now with this, with this, with this um, thing around, you know, there's like a, a scale that when we put all these things in, on the scale that we will measure and we will see how on the scale there will be more blessing, more, more things that the Lord has done for us, that it could easily be tipped over from those ones that are negative. The negative things are less compared to how much God has blessed us compared to how much God has given us. And we are, we are to be more grateful towards that and not be complaining, but looking for an opportunity to be grateful in him. Now, coming back to our practical aspect of, of this sermon and this, this message, in the next three days, I invite you to do something. And I have done it before and I've, I practice it as often as I can so that I can, it can help me to, to stay you know, aligned into what God, God's word requires of me to do and how I should live a life that is full of gratitude. And so every, every, every day, I would like for you that in the next, in the next three days, don't, don't make it a whole week, we are, we are starting something new. So we wanna start slow, we wanna make it part of our lifestyle, part of our habit. And so in the next three days, I would like for you to write under these five, five key things that, that, that you can be grateful for. The first one is faith, and the second one is family, the third one is friendship. The fourth one is finance. And the fifth one is physical fitness. So it's family, it's faith, it's finance, it's friendship, and it's physical fitness. Under all those five things, I would like to invite you. What are the things that you are grateful for in each of those categories? On, in each of those F, what are, those, what are the things that you are grateful for? And I would like for you to write down something. And I want to give you a moment. Uh, if you don't have a pen and paper, please get one. I would like to invite you to take time this coming week, the next three days, after even this message, take time to write down when it comes to your finances. Maybe you're thinking, yo, don't even go there. Muruti, um, <laughs> don't give, giving go there. It's not a place I wanna go right now. But even in that, what are you grateful for? There is something that God might, be, might, might highlight for you. And you don't have to do all fives at the same time. You can do just one and say, for example, family, I'm grateful for this. You write it down. I would like to encourage you to please see if it's possible to write it down and not just put it on the phone, but to really write it down. If it's easier to put it on the phone and you remember, great. But for me, I get a piece of paper, a notepad, my journal, and I just journal on all those five Fs. What is it that I'm grateful for 
today in those five apps, I do put maybe three, four or five things. It depends, not every day I feel all up there, you know, in the clouds, but something I would like to write, I do put down. And I want to encourage you to do the same. In those five Fs, what is it that you are grateful for? And tomorrow, try again and find other two, three things that you are grateful for. And on day three also, find other two, three, two, three things, four things that you may be grateful for. If you have more than that, great, write it down. The whole exercise is to engage with you, to look and observe, are you really living a, a lifestyle of gratitude? Is, is, you, is it the attitude of your heart? Is it an action you are living out to appreciate others? Is, is this giving you access to more of what the Lord has for you? And is this also diverting you from complaining? Complain will be the first thing that you recognize that is changing. You complain less when you write more on what you appreciate and what you are grateful for. And so look at those five Fs. Look at what is it that you are grateful for in those five Fs. Do it for the next three days and see if something changes in what you think, in how you approach your day. And look at it every single day for the next three days and see is it something that you can practice and you can live out in your daily routine as you spend time in the Lord and in his word. So here is my prayer for you and for me that we may grow in gratitude in the Lord. May we grow together in the Lord. May our attitude towards him, our hearts that are full of gratitude, may we continue to grow in that. I would like to pray for you. Father, I want to thank you that gratitude is something that you have actually instilled in us. You, you want it to be part of us, Lord, that our lives can be full of gratitude, that we may not take things for granted because they are there every single day. And in those five Fs, Father, I pray for everyone that is going to write down, Lord, that you may highlight for them every single day under those five Fs. What is it that they are grateful for? What is it that they can come and say, Lord, thank you for this? Father, this is not to deny the hardships and the, the challenges that, that are there and, and the difficulties and the, and the sense that they, this is just impossible. Father, I pray that even in those circumstances, we will find a place to be grateful, that we will find a place to be appreciative to you and to those around us. I pray, Lord, that we may continue to grow in a lifestyle of gratitude before you and others. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed week. May you live a life full of gratitude to him. Amen.